Hello, all. Welcome to Conversations, uh, a weekly conversation between Alexis and myself. I'm Dan, where we stand in our closet and discuss various topics and ways that we are dealing with the issues of human existence and life. And I must say, the closet today is sweltering. It's got to be 800 million degrees in here. <laughs> it's a sauna. My my pores are being cleansed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to look at your life and say, wow, this is funny stuff. Uh, but we, we are so glad to be in this closet sweating and suffering for Jesus. But more importantly, um, just having a touch point with you guys. Uh, we have been so encouraged um, by some of the responses to this podcast and um, so grateful, so thankful. We've had uh, in the past week just several people reach out to us expressing thankfulness for this conversation, this podcast. Um, and it's been so encouraging. And so I do want to just thank you guys uh, for reaching out Um speaking kind words to Dan and I, it's just really encouraging and we're grateful to be part of your life in this way. That's the key word for today. Grateful, uh, gratitude, the practice of praise, singing hallelujah, thanking God, glory to God, all the things that we Christians love to talk about, but so struggle to practice in reality, especially in the midst of a global pandemic in the face of economic crisis, in lieu of future uncertainties, in times of quarantine and relational social distancing, there is a ton of anxiety. There is a ton of grief. In fact, this Sunday, this is what got us thinking about this very topic, was this Sunday, we're going to be taking our church through a teaching on lament. How do we learn the language of lament as a means of of I don't know, catharsis as a means of release because there's there's a sadness to what's happening right now. But as we were talking about it, Lex and I came to realize like a lot of the practices that we are trying to engage with that mitigate this sadness involve intentional gratitude. Mm-hmm. So here's what we need to understand about humans, about our souls, about what we are. We are this complex systems. We are complex systems of ups and downs, of joy right next to sadness. And so in this particular session, what we want to talk about is learning to practice gratitude and how it can actually change our souls. It can change our perceptions. It can, it can literally change our experiences, um, as I always like to say, neuroscience and our physiology is uh, these these scientists are discovering that gratitude actually changes the chemistry of our bodies. So for most of us, we like to think of our lives as either glass half full or glass half empty, and we keep it in that binary place. We are so black and white. It's either really bad or it's either really good. But the reality is because we're such a complex system of emotions and desires and expectations and motivations, there's always half empty, half full. It's all, it's always overflowing and it's always empty. That is the complexity of the human soul. And and this last week, actually in pre-gathering prayer, one of our members, uh, Kim, she shared, uh, something that God had laid on her heart that essentially I'm going to summarize what she said. We are not 
or people, O-R. We are not or people. We are and people, meaning we are not sad or happy, one or the other. We are actually both. We can be sad and happy. We can be in pain and we can also experience peace, which is what Bree taught us this last week. So we are we are people who who live with this complexity. And our conversation today, hopefully, will give you uh, at least the encouragement and the admonition to bring the balance of the scale up a little bit. If you're buried in anxiety, dealing with grief, uncertain about your future, gratitude becomes this counterbalance to that. Intentional practice of gratitude begins to transform and and bring the scales back into equilibrium so that we are whole and centered people. There are so many admonitions in the scriptures um, encouraging us to practice gratefulness. I'm just going to list a few. In Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Ephesians 5 says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. A well-known one, 1 Thessalonians 5, talks about give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, we aren't saying that we need to give thanks for evil that God is clearly against. And we're also not saying we're giving thanks for brokenness that God wants to heal, but it is more a giving thanks that God is against evil and God is bringing healing to our brokenness. As well, I see this, uh, this linking in the scriptures. In the latter part of the book of Psalms, so much of those chapters are full of praise and exaltation to God. And in my mind, praise and gratitude are linked. They go hand in hand. And so when we intentionally set out to praise God for his creation, his works, for his ways, his moving, our hearts are changed. Intentional praise transforms the areas in our hearts and minds that can be hurting or maybe they're festering with um, bitterness or discontent. And praise also can awaken an awareness and a deeper observation of the everyday grace and beauty and the hope um, that's literally all around us. Yeah. I mean, gratitude is, it's huge. Um, Ignatius actually said that the sole reason humans have been created is to, to experience gratitude and give praise to God. Like that's our core essence of being to be thankful for being human and being created. And so having a posture of gratitude is a constant. It's, it's really gratitude and thankfulness is a definitive mark of being a follower of Jesus. And that's saying a lot in a cynical and in an entitled and in an embittered culture, a community of people who are marked by their thankfulness and their peace and their joy and their gratitude in all circumstances, that is a very powerful, powerful community of people to come into contact with. I want to 
take this moment and just say, we're not at all trying to diminish uh, your personal experience and potentially very difficult hardships you're going through. Um, We're not at all saying that as a follower of Jesus, your definitive mark has to be this joy that's just explosive. Mm -hmm. There are dark nights of the soul. There are seasons of deep wrestling. Mm -hmm. But as we're going to talk about, there's this posture of heart that can be birthed even in those darkest times and a beautiful um, life of gratitude springs forth in that. But honestly, there's, it's that going back to that whole idea of that we're not or people, it's and. So we can have the dark night of the soul and we can be learning at the same time gratitude. Yeah, you are, you are so wise, honey. It's a pastoral exhortation. Please hear me, my dear friend. We are not saying that praise and gratitude is a carpet under which you are to sweep all of your pain and your current experience. What we are learning, though, is that through dark nights, through those deep moments where devastation is occurring in our circumstances or even in our souls, bedrock, bedrock is gratitude that God is there. God created. God knows. God was crucified. God raised Jesus. Jesus is alive. These are the things that we're pressing into ourselves personally. And so as we move things forward, um, how, how, how can we generate gratitude? And it really is a matter of how we perceive the world. It is a matter of perspective. Gratitude is wrapped up in how we the lens through which we see our circumstances and the way in which we experience our own being and and generating gratitude in the midst of even very, very difficult times is an intentional discipline. So I came across this author and I found him interesting and very helpful. So I'll share with you David Desteno. He's a professor of psychology at Northeastern University, and he's the author of a, of a book called Emotional Success, The Power of Gratitude, Compassion, and Pride. I mean, he had me at emotional success. <laughs> um, well, his clinical definition of gratitude is this. Gratitude is the emotion that we feel when someone gives us something of value at some cost to themselves. Let me just read that to you again. This is from a secular... Uh, expert in the world of psychology, he says, gratitude is the emotion that we feel when someone gives us something of value at some cost to themselves. And he goes on and he he describes those moments that we've all had. Somebody gives us a financial gift or a kind letter of encouragement or a bit of mentoring or counsel, or honestly, just a shoulder to cry on. You can just be so grateful to have somebody to listen to you. And so in those moments, we're receiving value from another at some measure of cost to them. They're giving of their time. They're giving of their energy. They're giving of their focus or their money. And then DeSeno says that the important part of gratitude in, in the human experience is that we feel the benefit that this person is giving to us. We feel that it's a benefit that we couldn't achieve very easily on our own. And that we know deep down they're actually they're not doing it to just tout themselves they're doing it at cost to themselves. And that, that 
amplifies and increases the gratitude that we feel for those moments. So gratitude, in the way that Disteno describes it, doesn't create this feeling of like resigned indebtedness because this person did this for me, now I'm an indebted, indentured servant to them. No, because of their at-cost-to-themselves kindness towards us and, and our reception of that, it produces in us this desire to honor them and to praise them publicly, to say thank you, to let others know uh, and to, to talk about what they've done for us. Now, as far as generating a perspective of how we see the world, I, I honestly could not come up with a better foundation for practicing gratitude than Desteno's definition. God, at infinite cost to himself, has given us the greatest gifts that we could have never achieved in our own ability. God gave us life. Just ruminate on that for a moment that this next breath that you take into your lungs, you couldn't have generated that yourself. And there's reason and purpose in that breath that you just took. And it is a gift from an infinitely loving God. And every breath we take can be a moment of generating gratitude, even in the midst of pain. God, I'm grateful that I'm alive to feel this pain. Now, that pain can take us to places. It took biblical authors to places where they would have rather died. Moses, just kill me if this is the way it's going to be. Job, I wish I would have never been born. Jeremiah, you deceived me. You broke me. But those depths of pain, those men, those servants, and the women of, of the Bible who hit those points of severe pain, they hit bedrock, and it's almost like a trampoline. Somewhere at bedrock, what they bounced up back into life with even in the midst of their pain, was this beautiful gratitude. And so our perspective has to, we have to put on these gospel lenses where we see God creating us. And beyond that, we see God crucified for us in Jesus, where we receive the gifts of forgiveness of everything that we've ever done, where we are accepted, where we are brought into a a new family with a brand new identity, where our hope for our future is certain because Jesus Christ is alive. That's the lens through which we have to view COVID, economic crisis, relational struggle, soul troubles. All of it has to be seen through this lens of what God has given to us at cost to himself, and it has to be meditated on and generate gratitude out of our bodies and minds and hearts and souls through that perspective in the midst of whatever we're looking at outwardly. So that's our foundation that's really our starting point. We generate gratitude by deeply receiving and meditating on the simple but p- profound truths of the gospel. God gave us eternal benefit at eternal cost to himself. And knowing and receiving this produces thankfulness. It produces gratitude that transforms our perspectives. We often say Uh, at Neighbors Church, that the essence of Christianity is to know and experience ourselves as loved by God and then to give our loved selves to others. Scripture is clear, no matter what our circumstances, we are loved unconditionally. And you guys, the more we believe that truth 
and experientially know ourselves as loved, the more we believe it and experience it, the more easily we generate gratitude for all the things in every moment, in every circumstance. And so really to be fully human and truly happy, not just a superficial happy, but truly happy, um, gratitude is the foundation for that. Yeah, we want to just talk about how we're actually trying to engage with this practice because we fully recognize um, the difficulty. The emotions of the human experience are so powerful. And trying to generate a sense of gratitude in the midst of grief can feel fake. Mm -hmm. It can feel like you're just, you know, as they say, faking it till you make it. Um, and praise it until the promise comes through or comes true or whatever. And, and you know, because we live in this cynical age, lots of people tap out early. <laughs> I'm not going to fake it till I make it. I'm not going to fake it anymore. I'm going to give you my authentic self, which is a bitter, entitled, cynical human. Um, we all struggle with that. And so that tension um, is always in place. But what we're discovering, in particular me, what I'm discovering is gratitude and the skill of practicing gratitude requires some discipline. Uh, it requires some effort, but it's not, it, it's not faking it till you make it. It's, it's actually making gratitude so that it's not fake. I hope that just made sense. So let's talk about some practical ways that we can actually practice gratitude. Um, I think I'll open with the first one. Uh, one way that I practice gratitude is with intention. Um, just as we've been talking about, we've got to be real. Some days we honestly don't feel thankful. Um, certainly there's that overarching, we're grateful for our life, we're thankful for salvation and the hope we have, but there's also moments in life where there's real suffering and there's real hurt. Um, and that's part of every human experience. And it can be hard in those times to enter into Thanksgiving. And so for me, that is why intention is so important. Um, we have to intentionally set aside moments throughout our day to give thanks. It requires intention. Like I am going to, on my walk, literally list five things with intention that I'm going to express gratitude for. Going out on my walk with that mindset that I'm going to be intentional with this. So does it feel like going to the gym for you? Like, okay, I've got to, is it like hard? I don't think it's hard in the sense of, you know, they talk about the 10 minutes before you working out being like the hardest. You got to get through the mind game of like, oh, I don't really want to work out. It's not like that, but I would say it's an intention of a posture, um, setting out to, I'm going to practice this. And yeah, there's a billion things I could talk to God about right now. I could lament my current circumstances. I can talk about this thing that I'm worried about. That's where I think most humans kind of tend to go is we want to get right to all the things that we're like trying to manage and figure out in life. But I think with intention, it's like saying, I'm starting out intentionally bringing forth praise and gratitude. Love that. I love that. Um, the intentionality. And so Monday we decided, I decided for myself, this week's word that I'm going to view the world through is gratitude. 
And I have been trying to do uh, intentionally a daily gratitude reflection. And in that, I, I literally tried to amplify the feeling of gratitude in my body for anything and everything from the biggest things like the cosmos and its existence and my existence in it and this triune mysterious God that has all things in his hands and is wise and is good. I try to generate gratefulness and reflect on all the gospel things, the big theological things, and just generate and amplify that gratefulness all the way down to, man, this natural processed Ethiopian coffee this morning, I nailed my Chemex and I'm so grateful for how I nailed this Chemex. And that's where it becomes important because sometimes you guys know how it is. We coffee snobs, we miss the Chemex ratio. Something goes wrong with the water here in San Diego and the coffee's like, nah, uh, it's almost there, but it's not there. So I amplify gratefulness for the fact that I have coffee. For the fact that I'm able to drink coffee and that I'm going to get some caffeine into my bloodstream and I'm going to be feeling a lot better about life in 10 minutes. The point being, uh, gratitude reflections around anything and everything, the smallest things, the colors of creation, breath in your lungs, the taste of coffee, the sound of your kids inside having a fight, just like everything. Try to generate and reflect on that feeling of gratitude towards God for, for these things, for everything. And then you can take it a step further where you start with reflection, but then you can write it out. I'd actually encourage you to do this, to make a list every day of different things that you're thankful for, different things that come to mind as you're doing this daily reflection. Write those things out. And I'd encourage you, even while you're writing those things out, don't become rote in what you're writing. So like, God, I'm, I thank you for my wife. God, I thank you for my husband. God, I thank you for my kids. Like, get more specific. Um, Dan, you actually, when we were talking about this, you had this, um, just a good idea for how you're approaching that, not letting it become rote, and how you've seen it's actually made your awareness to just like all these different things in the day. Explain that. That was so good. Yeah, there's about 800 million zillion innumerable things that I'm thankful for my wife about. So rather than in the morning me just being like, oh, Lord, I'm thankful for Alexis, and then moving on, I'll literally, each morning I've been trying in my time of prayer for her specifically, I will pray and give God thanks for, Father, I thank you for her wisdom. And then the next day, this facet, Lord, I, I'm so grateful to see this woman and my sister in Christ, like her leadership gift, her communication gift coming alive. We've been together for 20 years, and this is new for us, and it's like, amazing. I'm so grateful for that. And some mornings, you know, you know how it is, fellas. I'm so grateful for her gorgeous red hair and I'm so great. And then the next morning, I'm so grateful for her prudence and her joy. It's just the different facets. And so psychologists actually say that we habituate when things become too normal. We're no longer dosing ourselves with the chemicals in our brain that gratitude produces. And so to not habituate, we don't, uh, we don't just say the same thing every morning. We look at the different aspects. And then you're getting those doses of real gratitude chemicals into your brain and system. And really, these written lists um, can actually become these stones of remembrance, something that you look back to um, 
in other future seasons of your life, you're able to look back at these lists and you're able to remember God's goodness and his faithfulness in that particular time of your life. You have a literal stone of remembrance. And it's, it struck me that you have that stone and what it meant to you and how it, uh, I don't know where it pointed us as a couple into our future and just what life is. Please. Yeah. One day I was on my walk and um, as I was praying and seeking the Lord, in fact, that day I remember I was, I had a lot of anxiety and uh, overwhelm in my heart. Um, So I was on my walk and I was just praying um, to Jesus about these things and expressing how I was feeling. And as I was walking, I saw this rock that kind of caught my eye, but I kept walking forward. And then all of a sudden it was just like this this awareness of like, stop, go back and look at that rock. And so, um, cause in my mind, it literally looked exactly like a heart. And so I walked back and sure enough, there was this, this little rock and it was, it's kind of a pinkish color and it's not exactly the shape of a heart, but it's, I'd say it's more like an abstract heart, art, um, heart, excuse me. Um, and for me, uh, on that day, that rock became, I picked it up and it became this reminder of that day, what I was going through. And the specific reminder that I've attached to it is, God, you do all things well. Um, And so I have it sitting on my nightstand. And almost every night I look at that rock and I am reminded of God's promise that he does all things well. And it is like a literal stone of remembrance. I also have lists on paper, um, in this little jar thing, uh, literally praying for specific things. God's answer to prayers that are also like written forms of stones of remembrance. So we're grateful for the things that are good that God does for us, but the Bible and the authors of the Bible, they go next level, um, to the point where if you're not a Christian, I remember when I first was exposed to some of the teaching of the Bible and I read James 1, where James says, count it all joy when you fall into various troubles and trials, my brethren, as the old King James would say. Um, I was like, what are the, what have I gotten myself into? I, I'm already in enough trouble and trial. And that's the reason I'm coming to Jesus because I'm depressed and suicidal and sad. And you're telling me I need to rejoice in these, what is going on with this? The authors of the Bible take gratitude to the next level in that they call us to generate thankfulness in the midst of, of our, our, our struggles and our suffering. So, like, really simple things, like even becoming grateful for the fact that you're not grateful. <laughs> I know that sounds counterintuitive, but what do, I, what do I mean by that? Listen, self-awareness, when you become honest with yourself enough where you're like, you know what, I don't feel grateful right now, self-awareness is a gift. And it's a gift from the Holy Spirit as he's guiding you closer to himself. And so even in that moment of a lack of gratefulness, you can say, Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Son of God, thank you that you've made me aware that I'm not grateful. I'm grateful to be made aware of my gratelessness. Is that a word? I think I just made up a word. My lack of gratefulness. Yeah, something along those lines. You understand (laughs) what I'm saying. You're grateful in the midst of your pain. What pain does, pain draws us to prayer. And pain forces us into deep introspection. And those points of introspection, you can become grateful for. Father, thank you that I'm facing things inside of myself that I haven't had to face. I'm grateful that you're going to work through this 
in me for my good. Suffering clarifies what matters most in life. And even that, I mean, I have found this COVID pandemic to be very clarifying. Um, I'm grateful to discover that I miss being in physical contact with other humans. I'm really grateful to discover that. So generating gratefulness in the midst of pain, again, is about perspective. One thing that I found that helps me with practicing gratefulness in difficult times is viewing it as these concentric circles. And so rather than the concentric circles moving outward, it's like they're moving inward. And so the outermost circle I view is just the overarching, God, I'm thankful for my life. I'm thankful for the birds that are singing this morning. I'm thankful for um, the beautiful flowers I'm seeing. So I'm starting out with like creation And then I'm slowly moving in to the most center point with areas that I'm grateful for. And at that centermost point is like the most vulnerable parts of me, the most uh, fragile parts of me, the most um, scared parts of me. And so it helps me if I start with the more, um, you know, just practical everyday things. It's almost like a shield, like a bubble of gratefulness yeah. that you put yourself into. Totally, totally. And then as I move closer, it's like all of that gratitude that has been expressed finally lets me get to the pain points of my life and say, and here's what I'm trying to be grateful for. Um, and so I find that that's helpful, especially in seasons where you're really trying to practice thankfulness uh, in the midst of a real hardship. And so you guys, in closing, uh, we just want to pray. We are praying that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, would guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus as you take a posture of praise and gratitude in the coming week. We love you guys. We're so grateful for you. God bless you guys. Shalom. Shalom.